0: Well, hello and welcome to the program. I'm Sterling Fox, and in just a few minutes, Marty Schirach from Broadway Jewelers will join me in studio for a very informative visit, lots of surprises coming up, and to take your calls as well. And next hour, we'll have a Vancouver Market real estate update from our friends at 1% Realty. But first, here are some of the top consumer stories we're following this week. Fiat Chrysler is recalling over 5 million vehicles in North America, including just under half a million here in Canada over a defect that could prevent drivers from deactivating cruise control. Now, no crashes or injuries have been reported so far, and the company says it would be an extremely rare event if the cruise control could not be deactivated, but they advise not to use cruise control until the vehicle has been repaired. Again, Don't use cruise control until your vehicle has been fixed. Fiat Chrysler says the repairs will be free, and affected owners will begin to be notified next week. The models in question, just about everything they make, virtually the whole Fiat Chrysler lineup, including the Chrysler 200, 300, and Pacifica, the Dodge Charger, Challenger, Journey, and Durango, Jeep Cherokee, Grand Cherokee, and Wrangler, Yes, and most Ram trucks too. Model years most affected, 2014 through 2018. The company wants customers to follow the recall instructions and get the repairs done as soon as possible. And until you do again, do not use cruise control. Call your dealer or Fiat Chrysler for more information. And if you're on one of those affected vehicles, you should begin to be noticed or notified rather next week. It's the last weekend of May and we're already reporting fire stories. Two significant forest fires burning right now. One of them comes with an evacuation alert, too. About 55 kilometers northeast of Kamloops, the Avery Hill fire is now close to six, uh, sorry, 2,000 hectares and has been classified as an out of control fire. This is in the same area as last year's Elephant Hill fire. The second fire burning just west of Lillooet and that's the one, also classified out of control, that has the evacuation alert for residents who are asked to call into the squamish lillooet Regional District for updates. B.C. Wildfire Service says it's attacking both fires from the air and from the ground. The good news for travelers this weekend, the threat of a strike by WestJet pilot appears to be over. Yesterday, WestJet and its pilots union agreed to a settlement process that involves a federal mediator and, if necessary, binding arbitration. Bottom line from both sides at the bargaining table, WestJet guests can now book and travel with confidence. As you might expect, the airline also noted bookings will have dropped way down since the threat of a pilot strike has been in the news. No surprises there. Some of the bargaining has been to do with the launch of WestJet's low-cost carrier Swoop this summer, but again, all of those issues will be resolved in due course. Facebook says users in Canada and other countries will soon be getting a new type of privacy alert similar to the one it first rolled out in the European Union which activated a stricter set of regulations yesterday. Facebook's chief privacy officer says the new alerts will ask users to review what they've chosen to share, along with what information they've included in their profiles, among other things. This all happened in Europe just days before the EU brings down its new general data protection regulations. This is a fancy name for privacy stuff, and see it will see companies who impose on individual privacy rights given enormous fines Facebook really didn't have a choice as it moves to the new standards and the benefits to us North Americans will be immediate even if our governments don't move as quickly as the Europeans to tighten up personal privacy regulations and finally while this is the debut weekend for solo we're still adding up the take from the last Deadpool movie number two shot again here in Vancouver last year And the numbers are impressive. It's opening weekend now, we're back a couple of months, was worth over 135 million bucks. And of course, the box office receipts are still coming in from all over the world. More records are likely to be shattered. But the big news for us in Greater Vancouver is the money spent here making Deadpool 2. Deadpool 2, rather. This week, the Motion Picture Association said the movie used. 3,700 local cast, crew, and extras over four months of shooting. Deadpool 2 dropped 40 million bucks in the city of Vancouver during its shooting. Those are some of the week's top consumer stories we're following. We'll have a few more for you later on in the show, too. Up next, Marty Shirach and the Broadway Jewelers story on Vancouver Consumer on 980 CKNW. And welcome back to the program this hazy Saturday afternoon in Vancouver. It's coming up to 2.14. I'm Sterling Fox, joined in studio by Marty Cherich from Broadway Jewelers. And this time I came dangerously close to pronouncing Marty's name correctly. Hi, welcome to Vancouver Consumer.
1: Hi, thank you, Sterling.
0: Cherich, right?
1: You did it well. All right, you. thank yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah, didn't
0: right. do so well earlier, no, and I got didn't, but, I got a really but. stern look from across the desk. Tell us the Broadway jeweler story. the The story, the the message that we're here to talk about is the well, the going out of business, the end of the Broadway jeweler story, right. Marty. But take us back to the beginning. Sure. So uh, you're right. This is the end of
1: my era, but it's the end of three generations of era. So I'll take you way back to. Uh, the late 40s and 50s, uh, and those listening to the show who were in Vancouver at that time and are a certain age will remember Shores Credit Jewelers. Mm-hmm. My grandfather started Shores Credit Jewelers, had that for a number of years through the 50s. And then my grandmother, Sophie Shore, and my uncle, Harold Shore, they're all obviously passed away uh, by now. Um, they did Treasure Isle Jewelers for at 47th to 48th and Fraser all oh, through okay. the 50s and 60s. And then my mom and dad, Norman and Evelyn Charge, I'll say their names because many people, again, if they go back that far, will know have known my grandmother, my uncle, and my mom and dad. Mm-hmm. Um, so Norman and Evelyn Charich uh, bought Marple Jewelers in 1967. And in 1977, I was at UBC getting my degree in social work. And my dad wanted me to take over the business because he wanted to sell it He, for health reasons. And so I said, Dad, I don't need to work as a social worker, but I do need to get my degree. So if you can wait a year, I'll take over the business. Okay. And he felt for health reasons that he couldn't, although uh, he continued living for another 31 years till he did eventually die at the age of 86. But he felt he couldn't carry on the business at that point. So he sold the business in 77. I graduated UBC, as I said, with a degree in social work in 78. I did different social work jobs, and then my last job for the last five years of my social work career, I was a liaison uh, with the Vancouver Police Department and Social Services. So in 1985, I bought uh, Broadway Jewelers – actually, I started Broadway Jewelers – with my mom and dad. And my mom ran it for the year while I had my job at the police station. And the first year wasn't good in terms of business, in terms of sales. And so if you recall Expo 86, uh, we decided to clear everything out. So we had big discounts and people were mobbing to the store all summer. My dad came out of hiding and came back to work, much to his chagrin. And we learned the formula of a successful jewelry store:
0: give good quality jewelry at a discount. Ah, so that was the big difference. The turning point was after a kind of a slow, slow startup first year. Yes, um, circumstances can, came up that caused you to need to well discount a bunch of items, and right. and all of a sudden the store got really busy. Right, exactly. surprise, surprise, right. Marty. <laughs> exactly, exactly.
1: Which is happening again now since I started ten days ago with my. Final clearance sale. Okay. So going back to this time in 86, so my mom and dad were working full-time that summer, and uh, I worked a little bit, but I had my full-time job, I said,
0: at v- VPD. You were still working in social work, right? Okay. Yes, I was the ladies and And starting sales. up a jewelry business. Exactly. Not too busy. Not much going on in your life, huh? So the summer of 86, it
1: took off, and by the end of summer, my parents gave me an ultimatum. Buy their half and take over the business completely and, of course, quit my job. Or uh, sell the business. Mm -hmm. So obviously, I bought them out, and I quit my government job, and I took over Broadway Jewelers full-time and completely in uh, October 1986, and I've been running it ever since. Wow. Six days a week up until last November, then we cut back to five days a week, but – for our last 10 weeks, we're going to go back to six days a week.
0: Okay, now, Sundays. is the location, the location? by the way, is friends, is at 943 West Broadway. It's right between Oak and Laurel on Broadway. Um, has that always been the yes. location of Broadway Jewelers? So it's been yes. there since 85.
1: April fifteenth, nineteen 1985, I opened up Broadway Jewelers at 943 West Broadway at that location. I've
0: been there ever since. Wow. Six days a week. And so um, yeah. uh, as we, I, I, oh my gosh, the phones are already ringing, Marty. We haven't even officially opened up the line. So let me do that sure. because people are already ahead of me here. If you'd like to jump into this conversation, and Marty's been in business since 1985, chances are you've <laughs> been to the store once or twice. Uh, Where We'd love to hear from you. Uh, the lines are open now at 604-280-9898. Again, the obligatory 604, then 280-9898. Uh, what's the reason, though, now, Marty, and you're going back to six days a week just to to make sure that everyone who wants to come in and get a good deal on some terrific quality jewelry can, right. but you're going out of business at when? What's your deadline uh, here? August 31st. Oh, okay. Right. The first few
1: days of the, bit of the sale, everyone was asking, when does this go till? And we'd say, I don't know. <laughs> and we decided that wasn't satisfactory. So we made a deadline of August 31st, and we will be fully functional. We're still doing repairs and makeups and and all kinds of New
0: jewelry, work. Uh, with, I still have the same goldsmith. We're still fully functional until August 31st. Okay, so that means if you still have the same goldsmith in-house, and clearly custom jewelry yes. uh, is and always has been a yes. part of what Broadway Jewelers is about, and that tradition will continue right up to the last day. Absolutely. Okay. Yes. So, now, tell us a little bit about, uh, uh, I understand that you've defined the deadline for August 31st, but, you know, as, as we've already discovered in a very short amount of time, you're talking about a Vancouver institution here, something that's been around for decades, quite literally. So, um, why, and what you're going to do with yourself? Two questions, completely different. Right. Uh, the first question,
1: why? Well, I've had a full-time woman working for me. Her name is Michelle. Uh, for the last over 13 years, for, and uh, she's wonderful. So let me put it this way. For the first 20 years, even though I had good help, and one of those persons helped me was my mother, who I fired when she turned 86 four years ago. <laughs> you heartless guy. Yeah, yeah it was time. <laughs> and, and sadly, my mom passed away this, this January at the age of 90. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Okay. So, uh, Michelle, so for the first 20 years, I did the work of two people, which is fine when I was younger and raising a family and so on. The last 13 years... With Michelle there, I've done the work of one person. She has her own following. Sometimes I'm sitting there, and person after person will wait for her. It's the greatest thing, because first 20 years, they were lining up for me. Okay. I mean, some people still want to see me. That's okay. Anyway, she was going to leave five years ago. And out of love and devotion to Broadway Jewelers and to me, she stayed year after year. But she's giving me the deadline now. She is going to stay until September, and that's it. Okay. And I don't want to stay beyond that with Without her And you know I turned 65 this year And uh, I have been doing it For 33 years So although she's pushing The issue Maybe it's
0: time To just uh, Now literally uh, At the end of it all uh, To walk away From the jewelry business Or after all of that time And probably just a little bit Under your skin There's a chance That something could Resurface down the road Well yes On some level Not uh,
1: another business I won't See When I do something I do it fully Completely and properly Right So I won't have another Store, But I will be available to
0: people who who want to get jewelry and get things done. One of the things that a business like a jewelry store, Marty, that must be terribly satisfying, especially that now that you've been around for as long as you have, is watching generations of family come back. Mom and dad bought the engagement ring there back in the 60s, and now yes. their kids have come in and bought an engagement ring, and now there's uh, their kids coming in. It's it's kind of a neat thing, isn't uh, it? I could tell you so many stories, but let me tell
1: you one. I worked with a social worker. Uh, she was a colleague of mine in the, in the 70s, 80s, I should say, and uh, she was my customer. And then her children were my customers, are my customers. And then her children's children got married, and they bought their – her grandson actually got married and bought the engagement from me and they've been in with their children who haven't bought jewelry directly but it's the fourth generation that have been in my store isn't that nice yeah yeah and then i have customers from my mom and dad from Norman Evelyn from Marple Jewellers as well in second and third generation
0: oh and again very satisfying i mean all you do is provide quality service and consistency yes. and that's why they keep coming back after generation exactly. after generation and let me say
1: two things first of all to answer your other question what am i going to do after i retire right i don't know <laughs> The second question, second thing, um, you're you're asking about. Um, oh, just uh, the the future of the business. Uh, the fu- yeah, the future of the business. Well, it is the end of an era, and and it is it is going to end. But oh, I know what I want to say. Sorry, I don't remember. So you talked about how satisfying it is. Well, it's very joyous, and one of my customers called my store, sorry, Disneyland, the happiest place on the planet. People laugh and are happy all day long. It's very satisfying. Um, especially if you compare that to what i
0: used to do good work but sad work mm. it's the total opposite so it's really satisfying as a social eat. worker your detail or part of your detail was the mean streets of the downtown east side and absolutely, uh, so yes. that's a pretty different side of life isn't absolutely, it absolutely yes so marty what are the most popular items what do people buy more of at jewelry stores than anything else uh, well, I don't know. In general, I can say from my
1: store, even though I have a small store, I have a lot of jewelry. So it's the whole range. I have uh, engagement rings. I have, um, I have necklaces. I have colored stone jewelry. I have pearls. Uh, I have, I, oh, I also, the last few years, have developed a big uh, estate section. So I sell a lot of estate jewelry now, and people love that, whether it's antique or just a few years old. But I have a lot of
0: unique pieces that way. And do you a, a do you acquire them from people who bring them to you? Yes. So you, do you? If that if that's a service that is yes. offered. Then, if you have some jewelry, perhaps an heirloom that's been passed down to you through generations of family, and it's kind of like the Antiques Roadshow. Eh? I'm yes. sure people come yes. in and go, "Well, this was given to me yes. when I was a little girl, and and I haven't I haven't even thought about it, but right. what do you think it's worth?" And you tell them, and they just about fall over. Yeah. Yes, that happens, right? Yes. And, and so, uh that. Something that you developed as part of the business coming along, yes. or is it a, a fairly recent add-on? Yes, it's 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 grown a lot recently. It started off
1: small. I had one small um, display. I now have six displays of it. Interesting. So, yeah, it's time
0: six. Is there a is is jewelry the jewelry business, Marty is it seasonal? Uh, I'm thinking you know for example, June it is used typically be. the big wedding month, so you would think the spring might mm-hmm. be uh, uh the build up with all the the jewelry going back and forth is are there busy cycles in the jewelry year? not like it used to be in the olden
1: days Christmas was big, December you'd do a third or a quarter of your year uh not anymore now uh every month at least in my store is busy, and some months have been. Bigger than December. And in terms of what you said about the engagement rings, people buy those anytime. They get married in June or in the summer. I suppose, yeah. Where they come for the wedding bands, but the engagement rings happen uh, all, all throughout the year, and that's a big part of my business. Whether it's what I have in the store, which I have a huge selection of, or whether we do the custom work that we talked about.
0: And I'm just, just out of curiosity, uh, with this with engagement rings, um, is the bulk of the engagement ring sales stock? that you have, or is the, do more people want that special, mm-hmm. custom-made, just-for-us kind of approach?
1: That's changed as well. It used to be, I'm going to guess, 80% stock. Now it's 50-50. Oh, really? Yeah. And people come in with these eyes. Because of this new world we live in with the internet, which I'm afraid I don't know much about. <laughs> uh, well, BroadwayJewelers.com, by the way. He does yeah. have a website anyway. So I hear. So I've been told. I've told that I have good reviews on there. I, I understand. <laughs> At any rate, um, yes. Yeah, so people can can pick a design from uh, the ex- anywhere in the world, from brand names, from from uh, locally, from somewhere across the Pacific and or uh, Atlantic, and we can
0: copy it or make something similar. So that happens. People go on the internet, yes, and they start getting uh, excited yes. because they want something particular to them and and uh, perhaps something that no, nobody else has. So a good,
1: very good friend of mine, his. Now, son-in-law came to my store, and he's, he's – uh, I can't mention his name. He lives in Hollywood. He's a big shot in, in there, and he's a very creative guy. And he – Picked four different rings. He photoshopped four different rings. So we we made a ring for him with the top and the side all from four different rings. Uh, his wife gets nothing but compliments, and that was uh, he helped create that. And Michelle, who I talked about, who works with me, mm-hmm. is an artist. So she will take your ideas, put it on paper. She just did that this morning, actually, for an old customer. Sketch it out, and then before we make the ring, my goldsmith will carve a wax. So that way we could be assured with a hundred percent certainty
0: that. You will be happy uh, with the final product. So it is, it's it's a, a multi-step process, given the fact that it's, it's it can uh, be well and, the, and probably should be. You're going to spend a few dollars, and you want to get it right. Huh? It
1: depends. So I had someone come in last week who who uh, who who bought a ring from me uh, a wedding band a couple of years ago, and they came back and they wanted the identical ones. They just gave me the old ring, we just copied it, and I didn't even show them anything because. Making the same ring. So that was a quick, easy process. It took one week and we just copied it. But the one with the fellow I mentioned from Hollywood, right. that took weeks. It was so funny because he'd be in my store and his his now father would call me and say, i sorry, I got to get a phone. I have a customer here.
0: I didn't tell him who it was. i hang up. I said, it's your
1: future son-in-law. <laughs> Leave me alone. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> in studio with us this afternoon with the Broadway Jewelers story is Marty Cherich. And we're going to talk lots more and take your calls. Let's open up the lines where they are, 604-280-9898. If you want to jump in on this conversation, you are most welcome to. And we'll start taking calls right after the news. Coming up. And we are back on Vancouver Consumer in our first hour. Marty Cherich from Broadway Jewelers in studio with, well, some good news and some bad news. Uh, Good news for jewelry shoppers because, oh, my gosh, there are some amazing prices and will be all summer long at Broadway Jewelers. The bad news is at the end of the summer, Broadway Jewelers is gone, and so are all those incredible deals. Marty, uh, you were talking earlier. You said you just wrapped a Christmas gift yesterday. Yes, someone came in. Smart people go, wait a second, look at these prices. Come
1: on. Exactly. We wrapped Christmas gifts yesterday. This morning, a fellow came in to buy a diamond uh, pendant, diamond necklace, but uh, he bought two. Uh, Someone came in recently and bought thousands of dollars, tens of thousands of dollars worth of jewelry, actually, for future gifts. he bought a bunch of items. He doesn't know who they're going to go to, but he does have two daughters, and he does have people in his life in
0: the future. So people are taking advantage of this situation. Well, and this situation being 65% discount off new jewelry, that's Correct. that's a situation to take advantage of. My gosh, yes. that's, that's very attractive. And it's not just for, like, this weekend. Hurry now. Right. It's on for the summer, Marty. However... The stock is diminishing. Every, I was going to say every
1: week, but every day. That's, so, that's yes, important to know. Yeah, yes, so it is going to the end of summer. But uh, every the longer you wait, the less there will be to choose from. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, and, I, and the way I built my business, as we discussed earlier, with my beginnings is I started discounting high quality jewelry. Um, but I've never given this much discount because now I have a store full of jewelry to liquidate. What am I going to do with after I retire? So almost it all must go. Mm-hmm. So
0: it's uh, the. Best prices ever. Indeed. Uh, and this this is, by the way, this is a finite end, friends. Uh, August 31st is the end of Broadway Jewelers uh, closing out sale. There are some, and you've seen them, Marty. Uh, I'm thinking of a couple of stores out on Scott Road, mm. one of them which has been going out of business for at least eight years. Yes, and, and, <laughs> and purge and and, carpets. And huge banners in yeah, the park. Yeah, Come yeah. on, guys. Yeah. Close it down. Come on. This is for real. This is, this the, real, is, this is the real deal. Yeah, and, 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 but it's all. Also, smart of you to recognize the the fact that there is a game plan at play here, and uh, let's give the customers maximum advantage to take advantage of uh, uh, opportunity rather to take advantage of, of the game plan, which is this incredibly low priced offerings.
1: Yes, I mean in many cases I'm losing money, but I have inventory to get rid of. After the store closes, all it'll be worth to me is its
0: meltdown value. So. So I'm learning about the four C's. Do try to do a little uh-huh. homework getting rid of you. Color, cut, clarity, and carrot. Oh, there's a fifth one. Oh, there what's the fifth? Cost. <laughs> of course, okay. but here I was doing too much homework, and I uh, okay. forgot the most obvious <laughs> okay. one. Right. How do you pay for all that's of this? Right. But those are the big four Cs in, yes. in, in uh, precious and semi-precious stones, right? Yes,
1: yes. So do you want me to tell you a little bit about oh, that? Oh, please okay. do, yeah. So the first C is carat weight. So everybody, including jewelers, refers to it as size. You know, how big is it, one carat? How big is it, half a carat? In fact, that's a weight on a scale, um, and there's 100 points in a carat, so... 50 points is half a carat and so on. Okay. And the price increases for diamonds especially, but the price increases exponentially as the size increases. So the first C is carat weight, which we refer to as its size. Okay. Second C is clarity and how clear the stone is. The third C is color, how white it is or how much absence of color it is. So DEF is colorless. That's the highest you could go. There is no ABC for some reason. Okay. So DEF is colorless. GH is near colorless. And you start to
0: see yellow, a hint of yellow at J or K. Okay. And the fourth C. So the absence of color is typically more desirable in diamonds, right?
1: Yes, except for one exception. So you go along the scale. DEF is colorless all the way to, I think, M. And then you get to what, the Hollywood stars wear the the fancy yellow, uh-huh. and that's different than a poorly uh, uh, an off color stone. That's a fancy color, and if it's really an intense yellow, then it price skyrockets and it's worth a lot of money. So it's a little bit of a contradiction there with the exceptionally bright deep yellow
0: ones.
2: Ah, so the okay.
1: more yellow, the less value until you get to that category. It's a special category.
0: Okay. And the 4C – oh, oh, and the yes. cut, by the way. You are talking about cut. That right. just simply means – or clarity, rather. Uh, yes. That just means whether or not there are any flaws yeah, in inclusions. the inclusions.
1: Right? And, and as, as a rule, they will. But an SI stone, and is slightly included. That's what it stands for. And that's fine. It's eye clean. And it won't look any different than – an SI1, truly graded, will not look any different than two, three, four grades higher to the naked eye.
0: Okay. Right.
1: Uh, and sorry, carry on. Yeah, I just want to complete the – most important of all is cut. Yes. Now that does not refer to the shape; it is which, which is a factor. It can be a square diamond, which is a princess cut or a round round brilliant, but it refers to how well cut it is. And you can have some flexibility on the clarity and color. You can go a little bit down in either one if you choose to do so to save money, but you mustn't sacrifice the cut. The cut is what gives us it its brightness, its brilliance, and that's why you buy a diamond. So the cut has to be, it has to be a well cut stone. Clarity and color is discretionary
0: within a certain range. Okay, And, of course, carat weight is how much you want to spend how big a stone you want. Okay. And then the other variable, I guess, Marty, would be how you want the stone to be presented. Once you pick out a a diamond, for example, and you've got the color, the clarity, the Mm -hmm. all of those Cs looked after, then there's a little matter of putting it on something so you can wear it on your finger.
1: Yes. So most of my jewelry in my store is already made up, and I do have it all. I have a big selection of rings, Engagement rings or cocktail ring, dinner rings. I have pendants, I have earrings, um, but we do custom work too. So um, I do also
0: sell loose stones, so we can also make something for you as we discussed earlier to how you want it. Okay, I wanted to ask you, and I just noticed them again at Christmas time this past year. The the popularity of these colored stones um i don't know whether they're semi-precious stones or not because i when i think semi-precious i think something like rubies or emeralds or something like that but in 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 some of the jewelry stores there's a whole huge display of these really brightly colored stones is that costume jewelry marty well
1: it may be in other places but uh, my my store um ninety nine percent of my jewelry is are, are genuine stones okay so um emeralds obviously green rubies red sapphires blue i mm. have great selection all three of those precious stones and then also in all the birth stones i have a good selection in uh the and the amethyst which is february it's purple and the garnet which Darnet, is red for january, january. sign of the you? good guys all right that must be you <laughs> never be <laughs> okay so i i do carry um all those different stones and you mentioned something about the stores going out of business forever and it made me think of something again how I got my start, and what I've done these past 33 years, in my opinion, there's two types of jewelry stores. Of course, there's many exceptions to what I say, but as a rule, there's the high-end guys, the expensive guys who do beautiful work, beautiful Mm -hmm. quality, high on the four Cs, great workmanship, and they charge you a lot of money for that. And I won't mention their brand names, but we all know who they are. We sure do. And then there's also the ones where you see they're cheap, and I do mean cheap, and there's really low prices. And again, I sure I can't mention their names. Um, and you find many in the chain stores and the malls, and mm-hmm. their price is low, but the quality is so bad. And what my niche has been these past 30-something years is I've done higher quality goods, great workmanship, my goldsmith is second and none, at the lower price. And that's what
0: separated me from the other jewelry stores, in my opinion. Ah, okay. Because now, uh, as uh, over the years, uh, have you been the buyer? Do you go to Belgium to Antwerp and all of those famous diamond places and buy things and bring them home? Is that? I, uh, have you had that kind of hands-on I have, approach. I have
1: been the chief buyer. Michelle has been invaluable to me in every way, including the buying. Now, um, I used to go every year to Las Vegas. There's a humongous jewelry show, which is uh, this coming weekend. I won't be going this time. Well, of course. (laughs) I have to stay in mind the shop, plus I don't want to buy any more jewelry. Uh, So I typically have gone every year to the, the giant jewelry show in Las Vegas. And for the most part through the year, people come to me. And I do have direct contacts, but they come to me. I basically don't Get a chance to get away and travel.
0: Ah, okay. And, and so uh, and the big shows, like the Vegas show that you're not attending this year, right. would be for jewelers and yes. industry professionals, individuals couldn't walk in and, and Correct. order the items. The security is amazing. I'll bet time. it it's is. It's unbelievable. <laughs> it's well, probably hundreds of millions of dollars worth oh, of jewelry in the, in yes, the exhibition. Yes, huh? absolutely. Absolutely. You see,
1: one booth could have tens of millions, and there's... There's hundreds of booths. It's it's beyond belief. The first time I went, uh, my father, who we know has passed away as well, I went the first year with my my father, and the second, third year, actually, I was just overwhelmed. I didn't know where to begin and where
0: to finish, so I needed him in those days. I'll bet you did. Because, well, again, a a very different craft and trade to learn about, especially given that you had spent all of your your post-secondary time uh, dealing with social work and and all of that sort of stuff. So you really did. Pretty steep learning curve, I'll bet you, in the beginning, huh? Yes, but that's how I learned. I learned by doing. and I learned by, by hands-on. So I learned as I went. Uh, one of the things that you offer, I'm looking at broadwayjewelers.com, and one of the services and products that you offer on the website is uh, something called remounting. What's yes. that? It's basically taking your existing jewelry and remaking
1: it into something that you want. Um, so all you need to do if you have the stones and, and the materials, the gold or platinum, is pay for the labor. And uh, if you buy a commodity from me, a chain, a ring, a diamond, if you compare apples to apples, guaranteed you'll get the best price in the Lower Mainland. Um, If you get me to make something for you, it'll be a great price for the work we do. It's not going to be the cheapest price because it's not the cheapest workmanship. But for the quality we do, remember I mentioned the two types of stores? We'll do the quality of those expensive guys, Mm -hmm. but we won't be nearly that price.
0: Uh, will be way, way less money than that, but it'll be top quality work. And does the remounting typically uh, happen? Because you talked about estate jewelry, we talked about heirlooms and those sorts of things. Do people do that? Do they they take uh, Aunt Edna's old mm-hmm. ring that they were given at their uh, uh, birthday mm-hmm. and all, and say, "Look, you know, it's a gorgeous stone, but it's the setting is it's it's from centuries ago. Sure. Can you remount this in something twenty eighteen for me? Does that happen? We sewed a ring the other day. Uh, well,
1: this doesn't exactly answer your question. That was we. We didn't realize it earlier but we checked it out and it was over 200 years old wow uh, we just polished it and sold it as and sold it to the customer but yes we can take goods from any time it's more likely the 60s and 70s uh, you'll have uh, jewelry from there that
0: we will take and remake and use your materials and make it into something modern and beautiful wanted to ask you about white gold yes. uh, i know it's become pretty popular especially yes. in recent years yes uh, for those of us with the untrained eye I can't tell the difference between white gold and silver. Why is it so popular, Marty? Uh,
1: I don't know why it's so popular, but you're right, it is. I mean, uh, for the first 20-something years, I sold most of yellow gold, and the last... 15 or so years, I've sold more white gold. Interesting, Uh, right? It's a changing trend. eh? But it's coming back. So now we're selling a lot of yellow gold. And also two things are coming back. Rope chains, I'm selling a lot of those. And herringbone, which we sold back in the the 70s and 80s a lot and didn't sell for well. Now they're selling again. But white and yellow gold are both, uh, will always be in style. And if you notice my jewelry, it's two-tone. It's white and yellow. Yes. And what's popular these days is rose gold. In my opinion and it's just my opinion i could be wrong white gold yellow gold and two-tone will always be in style rose gold may come and go
0: interesting stuff that's what i think Ah. Now, uh, we talked about birthstones, yes. and the, and you have a, a little pinky ring. It's really a nice ring oh, with, with your astrological sign on it. Yes. So Scorpio. a lot of people still do that. They still go after the birthstone earrings or necklace or ring and, right. or, or the astrological sign. So they continue, those themes continue on. Well, with the birthstone, so people come in, uh, typically a guy will come
1: in and want to buy a gift, and I'll ask what the birthstone is, I'll tell him, or ask what month the birthday is in. I'll tell them the birthstone, what color it is. And then I explain, look, you can get the birthstone if you think she'll like that. Or if she likes purple and it's not a birthstone, get an amethyst. And that goes the same for blue or whatever color. So you either get your birthstone or
0: or the color you like. Or either, you don't have to wear only your birthstone. Right, right. But uh, but uh, I suppose it. I can remember it being... A very big thing for a while, and then I thought it went away, but not at all. People are still uh, every day still after all of that. Yes. What other themes are sort of timeless? You said the you know uh, a diamond is forever. Yes. Now that's a that's a I believe that's a slogan by one of the makers, like De Beers I or somebody so. like yes. that. Yes. But yes, it is, yes. it's it's one of the best known sl- slogans yes. on the planet yes. for crying out loud. Yes. What other timeless themes carry forward that people can really take advantage of at sixty five percent? off at Broadway Jewelers, Marty.
1: Right. Well, people are still giving and receiving engagement rings. Uh, Some people choose to, instead of doing a diamond, do a, a colored stone that we're talking about for an engagement ring. So it's not traditional, but I've been doing more and more of that lately. But, the engagement ring is still popular, and, of course, wedding bands and wedding rings are, with or without diamonds are still very popular. Anniversary bands
0: are huge. I
1: do a lot of anniversary bands.
0: Ah, okay. And, and um, I know that what has also become popular is uh, a, a ring— containing a stone for each of the children right. that a person has had that sometimes becomes a grandma gift or mm-hmm. a mom gift or something yes. along uh, down along the road once the, everybody's present and accounted for right. and dad can finally afford something like that. That's I've seen quite a few of yes. those.
1: with almost certainty, I'd have to custom make that for you because unlike you'd come in the store and find a ring that had the uh, November, May, uh, and, and two uh, September birthstones in it. So exactly. most likely we'd make it. And then we also do rings or jewelry. Or, or, or pendants like that, where you can add stones later in case another grandchild comes along.
0: Of course. Yeah. Uh, watches used to be a big part of the jewelry business. Uh, are they
1: still, Marty? Oh, for some people, not so much for me. I okay. carry the Seiko, Pulsar, Loris line and the new ones, and I do. Uh, I have some used watches, both carat gold and and not carat gold. Uh, but I don't have a lot of watches. That, that's not a a lot of watches. That's not a big part of my of my business. Okay, jewelry is. Uh, and and in regard to jewelry, I, I have the whole range. I have sterling silver pieces for ten, twenty, thirty dollars, or
0: or more, and I have diamond and gold for tens of thousands. I have the whole range. Right. And and of course the and I, I you know you don't want to to lean on it too much but your your point earlier about the sale is going on until the end of August at which time the doors actually will really close mm-hmm. for good unlike mm-hmm. shall we say other people's okay uh, yes but uh, you're you're very smart to point out that uh, as days go by options become fewer as the stock diminishes you're not restocking here you're clearing out you know we had this one unique piece and a
1: regular customer came in during the week and she bought a ring She, she had it sized came a few days later to pick it up and she tried this piece on which is a big piece it wouldn't suit everyone and she looked great in it and she's a very beautiful exotic looking woman so michelle who works for me never does this she said to her, you have to buy. It. You have to buy. It. She says, "Oh, I don't know if my husband will like. It. I don't know if I'll think about it anyway." One of a kind piece, and a woman came in yesterday and bought it. So Michelle was really disappointed that this other customer oh wasn't my. going to get it because we
0: can we'll never see it again. Oh geez, Marty, how long does it take? Very quickly. How long does it take to get a ring sized? If you've got a ring, somebody gave you a ring and it doesn't quite fit—too big right. or too small. Uh, as how a long rule, does that
1: for take? for basic repairs like a sizing yeah. or soldering, um, three days. Three or four days. Okay. Basic repairs. And to make up a ring, I'm going to say approximately two weeks. More if you need to go through more steps that we talked about earlier. But on average, three or four days for repair and uh, two weeks to make up something brand new from scratch.
0: And from, from custom jewelry, just to do what I've gleaned from our conversation so far, the better prepared, the more you know mm-hmm. about what you want, the more helpful you and your staff at Broadway Jewelers can be. Yes. However, with Michelle there, we can get to the point
1: easily. So today we had two incidents uh, happen. I don't say don't mean bad incidents. I mean situations that were good. A customer, an all-time customer came in. He lives in the Valley. He, he he drove in, and he had a picture of a ring that he wants. It's totally unique. Never seen anything like it before, and he wants to do that. That was easy. We discussed it, and we're proceeding. Okay. I had someone else come in who had no clue whatsoever what she wanted, but we narrowed it down, and then we got Michelle to show her things and draw things, and now she knows what she wants. So we can take it from,
0: if you know what you want, well, There you go. You're 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 one step closer, and it's all new stuff. So the discounts still apply, don't they? Yes. Excellent. So just keep that in mind. Broadway Jewelers, at nine forty three West Broadway, half block east of Oak, right there between Oak and Laurel, and sixty five percent discount off. New jewelry now until well, while stocks last is a yes. good line to use and a, and a legitimate one in this case because everything's gone at the end of, of uh, August. Marty, uh, thanks for coming by. Thank I you. hope we have a chance to do this again before the, uh, before the sale concludes. I'm getting some vigorous yeses. Okay. okay. So we'll pick it up in a few weeks sure. and find out how things have been going, and you can tell us more. We'll do that. Appreciate that very much. Thanks, Darlene. We're back after the break. And once again, our thanks to Marty Cherich from Broadway Jewelers for a very interesting visit. Next hour, John Carlson returns with a fresh Vancouver Market real estate update. Time now for Duly Noted. And today, our producer, Ben Dooley, looks at the now officially closed Granville Street SkyTrain escalators.
2: Thanks, Sterling. The main escalators at Granville SkyTrain Station are being replaced after 32 years of service but commuters shouldn't expect to use the new ones anytime soon. The project will take two years to complete. According to TransLink's website, the replacement is complicated because the escalators will be built piece by piece on site. The three escalators are the longest in Metro Vancouver, moving more than 10 million passengers every year, according to TransLink, and this project is estimated to cost around $14.5 million. The replacement means the Seymour Street entrance will be closed starting today and will remain closed until spring 2020. Chris Bryan with TransLink says passengers are being asked to use the Dunsmuir entrance instead.
0: There will be people who won't be aware of the change, so the first few days uh, I think there may be some confusion, but we also will have some street teams on site to uh, assist with customers as well as our regular staff.
2: Every effort is being made to keep the station open for customers, but we do expect there to be disruptions, TransLink says on its website. The replacement is part of a major maintenance and repair program underway, which will see 37 escalators at Expo Line and West Coast Express stations replaced. I'm Ben Dooley, and that's Dooley Noted.
0: Well, thank you, Ben. You're right. It's going to be a little confusing Monday morning there at Granville Street SkyTrain Station. That's a long escalator ride. Time now for a couple more consumer quickies before we go. The long awaited Disney Pixar exhibition called The Science Behind Pixar is now open at Science World, and the best part is it's here for eight months. The Pixar Prez says this is a behind-the-scenes look at how our movies are made. It's an inter interactive exhibition and it's going to be tough not to learn something. There are eight steps in the filmmaking process. See, you're already learning. And visitors will get a hands-on chance to understand the amazing complexity of movie making, especially animated Pixar-type movie making, and have a lot of fun in the process. What? Oh, what are the eight steps? Oh, okay, here we go. Modeling, rigging, surfaces, sets and cameras... Animation, simulation, lighting, and rendering. The exhibition started this week and runs right through till early January. Lots more info and tickets, and you'll want to get them in advance at scienceworld.ca. The car-sharing company Car2Go is pulling out of Toronto. The problem there is very limited parking and very high parking permits, about 1500 bucks each. Just like Vancouver, Car2Go uses a free-float parking model that allows, us a, u- allows rather, a user to drop the car off after use without having to take it back to its original spot. With a small number of parking spots available, the idea of using the service at its free-float best just wasn't working, so Car2Go is out of TO. Vancouver craft beer week kicked off yesterday and runs right through until next Sunday. It has become the most anticipated craft beer and cider festival in Western Canada with over a 100 beer and cider producers this year. Events, music, food, and lots of fun planned for every day. The big event next weekend at the PNE. It will be a sellout, so get your tickets online and early. Lots more at VancouverCraftBeerWeek.com And that is our show for this hour. John Carter. Carlson is on deck with lots more on the 1% Realty story coming up in our next hour after the news. Vancouver Consumer is produced by Ben Dooley. Andrew Ferreira is at the controls. If you have any thoughts, pass them along to Sterling at CKNW.com. Back after the news.